Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hey, welcome into Community Recap. Um, as always, I am joined with Pastor Adam, and I am your host, Seth. And we want to welcome you to this week's episode. And um, I just want to say, first off, and um, before we even talk about anything, yeah, is I'm really excited for the marriage retreat this weekend. Hey, me too, man. Me too. I tell you what, we've had a lot kind of going on this week, uh, but as we have inched closer. Uh, man, it it is going to be a fantastic time, uh, and I look forward to it. It Just is. Me and my honey and 52 couples of our closest friends joined yep. together. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast. If you I didn't get say, in on this year, get in on next year. There you go. I will say I did admit from the pulpit that we were not going, and so let me retract that now on, on the recap. Um, we didn't think we were going at first. I don't remember you telling the church. I remember you telling us in staff meeting that y'all. No, I remember I told to the church because I was telling them like you guys, if you guys like pull, y'all, you'll, oh, you'll have because a you're not gonna. Oh, that's not, right. I do remember that. I do so, remember that. So, um, two things: you won't have a chance now that I'm going. Yeah. Uh, actually, Alex doesn't want me to play. I'm like banned from the pool table now. No, I say defend um, your defend your title. Well, man. according to my wife, I'm not allowed to defend your title. So. Uh, but we're going. Marriage we're, retreat we're rule number one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Divine your throne. <laughs> um, it is a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. a lot of the a lot of the uh, couples uh, that are going this year um, didn't go last year. Yeah, I think so. when I looked at it, it was about 60, 40, 60 percent really? returning, forty percent news, which is good because I think that indicates the people that went last year had a, had a blast yep. and had a good time, and it just worked out for them to come on back this year so yeah so we're recording this on thursday so we leave tomorrow that's right for the marriage retreat that's so. right are you packed are you the packer like well in advance or are you hey no. we got five minutes i'm just looking what's uh, in the room of course i mean you don't have a lot of options when it comes to i mean it's pretty much gonna be a black car hard into black jeans right and yeah just my, my what, wardrobe, what type of shoes that you're gonna wear my wardrobe isn't and what dirty. cups hat you're gonna wear um, which i want to say this hold on before we go because wow. i got a bone to pick we're just, we're i got a bone to pick and i want the people of the podcast world to know uh, about this this past christmas this past christmas i bought you an oklahoma sooners ball cap I bought this man an Oklahoma Sooners ball. I don't like the Sooners. Don't like them. Don't want to contribute money to their cause in any kind of way. But because I love our worship pastor, uh, Seth Garrett, I bought him an OU hat, a unique OU hat. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very different. It's very Mm -hmm. unique. It's not your plain Jane OU hat. It's a a very nice, or at least I thought. Mm-hmm. looking oh you hat and bro you don't ever wear it you don't wear it you haven't led worship in it one time <laughs> uh i don't see it up there yeah. on you and so i'm mm-hmm. highly offended highly offended yeah, i'm sorry about that uh, about this so just be honest with me in the podcast world is it an ugly hat do you not like it because it's the wood wheel thing the spoke wheel no not at all uh in fact i've i've worn it a lot just not here oh okay um, all right i yeah. i have worn it a lot <laughs> okay yeah just just not not for anybody just, to see. I wear it a ro- lot around the just house. Just not, uh, just not on stage. So yeah, 
I tell you. I do like the hat. It is fun. It's unique. It is a unique hat. Yeah, I like it. It is unique I do hat. like it. You need to wear it one, one time. Okay. Listen, how about this? You wear that hat to sing in, and I'll wear my cowboy hat that my, my, my pops gave me from his oh, grandpa. Man. And I'll wear that bad boy to preach it. That's not a cowboy hat. It's not a what, what What would you call that? I don't, I don't necessarily know. It's... It, it my my mm. my pops he had a actual name for it but it, kind of the sl- what it was known as is like an it's LBJ. It's the size hat. of a fedora to me. A little it's bigger smaller. maybe, maybe a little bit bigger than a fedora, mm. but smaller than a cowboy. It, yeah. not, you know, wasn't a traditional cowboy hat for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, uh, uh, that sounds like a deal to me. Okay, all right. You what do y'all the, think? You picked the Sunday. Uh, you could send in along with any questions oh, that you have. To community recap. No recap at community. Oh, re- that's why we're not getting. The, that's not why we're. <laughs> that's why we're not getting any questions because I keep telling the wrong thing. Recap at communitybaptist.org. Send in your theological, your life questions. Just. Um, I mean, lying. we've even answered questions about football. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Mm-hmm. Such and such. Uh, baseball's coming up. I know Spring who my training. pick is to win it all. The uh, Baltimore Orioles believe that they'll they'll take. The, the the championship this this year yep. ain't, ain't yep. no uh, probably have nine golden gloves uh, across the wow. across That's the field my man. you know what I'm saying uh-huh. That's just how we roll yeah. uh, Cy Young nine golden gloves and and uh, uh, what 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 does the batter of the year get What do you mean Does he just get MVP Well there's, well, there's gold like gloves for Slugger So yeah yeah Okay Yeah yeah we'll have a few MVP of those. Yeah my man Good, I hope so. Yeah, Orioles so haven't been relevant in. Uh, we may since have to have a, we may have to have a little you know session on uh, MLB. I know you're a lot more yeah. knowledgeable. Love me some uh, baseball than, than I am, but um, got a lot of people who love baseball in this church too. Hey, so. and if you do and you want to be a part of a fantasy mm. baseball league, we have six slots still open up. We just started. Uh, you just stop us one. and all. Yeah, just started one because I'm a baseball fan. Been one from <laughs> way back, and yeah, so yeah. just got one of them bad Been boys rolling. Time. And if you would be interested in doing that, I and this is for the ladies too because listen, there's some ladies out there that know their baseball. That know their base. This is true, and so we'd love for you to be a part of it as as well. So, um, anyways, uh, I'm looking forward. You want me to, to take over the hosting duties? Yeah, because if not, uh, this will be a who knows hour. where we're gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> That's right. You really, you really don't. Just just get on the bus, Gus. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. Um, so, uh, how you been this past week? Um, this is later in the week, so we have a. A little bit of an extended time between the last time we've done good man. the podcast. Good. How's the mask family? Oh. How's um, life treating y'all? Man, we're 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 doing well. So thank you for asking. Um, had the opportunity to to go out, so we went out. Uh, Valentine's was Tuesday, Tootie, and so Monday mm-hmm. uh, we took the whole family out. Okay, uh, and hit up a little PF Chains. So real quick, yeah, I went there for the first time oh, probably six months ago. Terrible, really. I had a horrible experience. The the food or the food. experience, really. Oh yeah, you got sick. No, just taste terrible, D- dude. You, it was awful. No, I no. swear. No. Yeah, dude, you just yeah. ruined. Because if I wanted anybody to sponsor us, it'd be P. Really, James, and you just totally ruined it for me. <laughs> well. Just that totally I did. Rude. Well, anyways, we had a fantastic. But I know you guys like that, and I wanted to let you know. We had a terrible. fantastic meal and and time, and went home and played uh, uh, Trolls Trouble. 
Okay. Um, little little family game there, and uh, just had had a good time. Did uh, get the did the Cupid shuffle in our in our living room all together. Uh, that was a Valentine's Day celebration, mm. and I shot that puppy down. <laughs> Boy, he said, shut that he thing. He said everybody went down to, bed. to the left, to the left, to the left. There you go. We're probably you know gonna get I mean? sued for. I <laughs> know. Uh, trust me. Copyright. That sounded so. Uh, that didn't even sound close. Uh, so. so let's let's put this out to the listeners. Um, maybe you don't want to send in a question. Send in mm-hmm. maybe a favorite Valentine's memory you have, or what yes. did you do this year for Valentine's? And and if we have like next week, if we have like three, four, five, we'll we'll rank them. Like okay. me, you and I, on, in other words, what we want to do is get y'all involved. We want we're hear trying from to get you. you interacted here. That's right. So, um, what did you do for Valentine's? What did you do for my honey? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, honestly, that was kind of our that was kind of our our, our thing was mm. we just kind of did it all as as a family. But I got uh, got my wife some. Um, you know, she just loves to study God's word, so she wanted a commentary and. Uh, a workbook that helped her study out some. Whose uh, commentary did you get her? It's an IVP, Old Testament mm. uh, Bible yeah. commentary. Yeah. So great, great study. Uh, yeah. Great commentary. And I so, have that one. Um, man, that that was kind of that was kind of how it it all went. So why down didn't you take the kids on Tuesday instead of Monday? Uh, beat the rush, beat the crowd of the oh. restaurants, and so we just went a day earlier, and uh, it worked out really well for us, and so okay. it, was, it was good. Yeah, it's good. So I'm a little light this year, you know. Um, but I I feel like my my wife knows that she's she's loved. I don't have to wait for a day right. to roll around each year to let my honey know. Yeah, honey, that I'm honey. in love. That yeah. I'm in love. I love um, you, baby. I think every person submitting something would probably top put that. yours to shame. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they so they might. Mine but, too. I'm not bragging. But about again, mine. again, you know, I'm not a one year. Uh, roundabout right. cat. I mean, uh, th- there's romance all throughout the year. It's every day. That's right. So, <laughs> I fa- yeah. in fact, that, that's my one day I kind of take off just because, Listen. man, I'm I'm hammering, mm-hmm. hammering home the love mm-hmm. you know, all throughout, take the, off all the, throughout the year. Yeah. 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 Okay. I respect that. Yeah. I'm unconventional. Grace, <laughs> Grace is lucky, man. By the time... She really I, hears I do this. Hope she She's going to agree hope, wholeheartedly. I hope she knows, and I think she does, that, man, that's that's my moon, sun, mm. and stars right there. Mm. That's my baby. She that's my that everything. That's my everything mm. right there. Man, I love her. We love Miss Grace. Yes. So, anyways, what'd y'all do for Valentine's? What'd, mm. you, do for, what'd you do for Alex? Yeah. Um, so, I like to incorporate our girls with it, and so I, I uh, snuck a... A card. Georgia and I snuck away, and we picked out a card for mom. And um, uh, I, I typically put Georgia to, to sleep every night. She handles Nora, uh, but I, I took both of them Monday night. Yeah. And um, while she was cleaning or doing something with the the kitchen, um, I snuck the card just kind of in a roundabout way Ooh-hoo-hoo, to like their room, a ninja. like a ninja, and you know, let them color on it and write. Yeah, you know, I told him, hey, you know, what do you love about mommy? And so I'd write it in the mm, card, things like right. that. And so uh, I told Georgia, I gave her a task. Now, when you give her, like, something that makes her excited, yeah. like, she is full steam ahead. Like, she doesn't want to do nothing else but that. Yeah. And so I told her, I said, I want you to keep the card in your room all night. And then as soon as you wake up, 
you can give it to mommy. Like, don't give it to her right now. Right. And so she was like, well, I'll just sleep for like 10 minutes, and then I'll wake up and give it to her. I'm like, no, baby. you Yeah. Just go to sleep. That's right. So I put it on her dresser, um, kind of back a little bit. I mean, she can still reach it. She's tall, but just, you know, a little bit out of reach. And um, uh, <laughs> I found out that the next day, uh, <laughs> Georgia uh Pulled out the card from underneath her pillow and gave it to. Oh, and it was crinkled and. Crinkled. Well, no, but like she had already, she went and got it. She put it under the pillow. She's she's lost two teeth recently, and okay. so she's the tooth fairy. Yeah, I'm thinking that's where she got it. She puts the the card underneath Alex's pillow. Okay, and basically comes and like you know pulls the card out from the pillow. Yeah, Look, mom, what I, I got like you. that. So that's awesome. She was really excited. Didn't sleep yeah. a wink that night. Literally, Alex. I love like, that. Alex was like, Georgia was up all night, and yeah, I was like, I probably shouldn't have hyped her up for the yeah. Valentine's Day. So that's what the girls did for mom um, last year. Um, well, we don't need to get into that, but I, t- I try to I try to do something that the girls do for her, and then I just. Um, uh, got her card, and then I did the coupon route. We talked about this. Yeah. Um, you know, good for one. And uh, you know, some of them were like one week of, you know, I do the laundry for the week. Yeah. One week of dishwashing, whatever. And, and then it was some of them was like, a, you know, night away with no kids and yeah, things yeah. like that. R- rain that in because there are some people <laughs> that are listening right now that um, their husbands didn't do that. So just rain that in, my brother. No, I'm just I'm rain just saying. that in. It's not like it was anything extravagant. It was free. Right. But if you're looking for a way to. Sure. You know, those things, I mean, women love that stuff. Yeah, I do those. The homemade stuff, they love I that. I do those all the time. Yeah. So get you some free brownie points. Yeah. Just write on a little piece of paper. Yeah, don't put an expiration date on those coupons, though. I did tell her she has till next Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's so a fair. year. I'll give that's her a year. fair. Yeah. yeah, I think that's more than fair. Yeah. I think I gave yeah. her like 10 or 12. She can easily do that in a year. That's so. right. We Cash them all in at once, Alex. Just put the man <laughs> to work. Yeah, seriously. You wouldn't see me for... I put some things on there. I'm like, oh, please don't ever. Yeah. You know, just because I love yeah. it. You know. well. Anywho, uh, man, uh, Sunday was a was a uh, a great day. Um, I, I'm just really enjoying uh, the series that we're walking through together as a church. Good, because we got years to go. Literally. Yeah. Three years. Probably That's right. Yeah, know, we're, we're a little about, under, but. Yeah, we're about a third, you know, a fifth of the way through that bad boy. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, so anyway, uh, let's jump into the sermon, uh, this week and, uh, we were in John 1, uh, 35 through 51 and this is really the first time we see Jesus calling the first five disciples. That's right. Um, which, you know. Really getting started as far as the earthly ministry goes. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's game time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the thing that, that you, you started the sermon with that I think that was a good, um, foundation, at least for me, I actually got to hear the sermon twice. Yes, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, that. I saw that. I sat man. in twice. I saw that. So yeah, um, I, it's just funny to hear your differences. It's, 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 it is different in each yeah, sermon. That they are not. They are not the same. Very different. I mean, well, contents the same, but how you the points are the same. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, what gets colored in there my were, brain? I chase rabbits. So I noticed, like first sermon, um, you know, preaching it that way, and then in the second sermon, I. I would know where you're about to go, and then you wouldn't do it, what you did first service, and I'm like, wait, what? But do you do something different? Yeah. Um, and just I was like, oh, man, works, just so, man. just, I mean, yeah. an hour apart. I, I don't so. manuscript my 
my sermons. You don't? I, I, it's bullet points. Okay. And so then I just kind of let let the brain run. <laughs> scary. You know, yeah. just uh, let the Holy Spirit you do his work. Yeah, it was great. So anyway, uh, hearing, hearing two was, was, you know, pretty uh, pretty good for me. Good, man. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed. So I love the question you, you started with, and Jesus starts with, too, uh, is what are you seeking? What are you seeking? And I think that's mm. a question that is so good for us. Honestly, I mean, every morning when you wake up, that's something you could ask yourself. Um, what are you seeking? Right. You know, for the listeners listening to this, what what do you find yourself seeking on a daily basis? Um, which is funny because, like, the, the answer we read in, in Scripture that they give him is like, uh, where are you sleeping at? Yeah, <laughs> that's know? right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think you really answered the question. Yeah, that's right. But where are you staying? Uh, that's such a good foundation, I, I feel like, for what you had gone over um, in the sermon. So just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so let's start with um, your first point. And, man, I don't know how many people I've recently talked to. I met a super couple last night, actually, at Roy's Chicken. Shout out. Roy's Chicken. Shout out Here Lucas. Here in Oklahoma. He says he listens Home, to the uh, pod. Oh, Lucas. Good, yeah. man. Praise the Lord. So, so I met Lucas years ago when I performed the wedding of his brother yes. and his sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what he had said. And uh, I remember doing a revival with Chase uh, at a Sequoia yes. Creek. Yeah. So Shout out Chase. Um, I don't know yeah. if he listens or not, but shout out I don't know. Lucas's brother But Chase. Lucas was, was saying something last night that I've heard just... So many times recently, and that is how you do such a good job of really helping people understand God's word in a way that's very applicable and easy to understand. Um, and hey, so that encourages me. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, seriously. I mean, that was sometimes you wonder, you know, <laughs> yeah. is anybody getting anything from this? Right. Um, but the, I think that's found in your first point the found, follow, and find. Yeah. Um, that's such a beautiful way to articulate the mission that we have uh, as disciples of Christ, as followers of Christ. But it is that simple. You have been found by Christ. Now you are to follow him. Mm-hmm. And then along that way, you find others to come with you. Amen. So elaborate on that um, for us. As yeah, we start. I, think, I think the beauty of that, that statement is um, that we are found. So the picture that is painted in the New Testament of of one that has not placed their faith and trust in Jesus is that we're lost. And Jesus will leave the 99 to go after that one lost sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came to seek and to save the lost. Uh, and so found it really speaks of a new identity. Mm-hmm. I once was lost, now I'm found. And so that speaks of the fact that, you know, Christ changes us completely, uh, moves us out of a category of death into life, uh, lost into found. But it's just such a simple gospel that I think this point, I hope, was able to, um, you know, really drive home is that the gospel really is simple. Mm -hmm. Um, What followers of Jesus Christ are called to do, those that have been saved are called to do, uh, it really is summed up in that, the found, follow, and find. And so I thought you did a fantastic job just now of articulating exactly what that point is trying to communicate. Yeah. Is that you have been redeemed, you have been saved, you've been reconciled back to God. You know, are lo- no longer are lost. You are now found and you are adopted into the forever family of God. And um, now as you follow Jesus, um, 
learning and submitting to him, you are to go and find others that are still in the category of loss that you once were in and tell them about the one who can take them and move them from death to life. And, mm. and really that is uh, the mission and uh, the life of a, uh, of a Christian is to, is just to follow in and find. Yeah. So, and I, I think some people may say, where do you see that? Right. How do you get that from scripture? I think it's easily, that's why, you know, love going back to the text. Do you see that with these first five disciples, uh, Jesus comes to them. Um, he says, come follow me. And then what do they do? They immediately go tell somebody, right. dude, we have, th- th- yeah. we've found the Messiah. Yeah. Like, bro, you got to right. come check this out. And I think that's what um, that simple act is what uh, we should have that same. Uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, desire right. to, to do today when we come desire, to faith in Christ. Passion, yeah. yeah, it's dude, you got to come check this out. Right. Um, and then you had even articulated that. So right, Super Bowl Sunday. What are you gonna do on Monday? Yeah, bro. Did you see the game? Right. Like, did you're you gonna, see the game? Right. And I know you did because I watched it with you. Yeah. 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 Um, shout out, uh, small group, but amen. Uh, best in the business. What do you do? I mean, you go because you that's that's on your mind. It's the first thing probably on Monday morning you're thinking about, right? You're looking on social media, looking at the replays and the yeah. the interviews and everything. And it's like, oh man, you gotta, even though it's funny to me because they've seen it too, right? <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. every person you yeah. go to, they've already seen yeah. everything you've seen. Uh, but then you have, um, literally the the keys to everlasting life and yeah um we don't do it right we, we we get so trapped in the anxiety of talking to people or sharing our faith but that's what we're called to do it's Absolutely. to go and give that message yeah. in such a way that you're like dude i can't and i, can't I think that's what the you. passage was showing us yeah. is the fact that uh for for andrew his introduction to jesus was through or excuse me, for, for Simon, Peter, his introduction to Jesus was through Andrew. For Nathaniel, it was through Philip. And for us to be those, those kind of introducers, if you will, those individuals that bring individuals to Jesus so that Jesus can now interact with them and the gospel can prayerfully penetrate through their heart. And so we want to be the ones to bring Jesus uh, to these individuals and bring them you know, into uh, confrontation with the gospel uh, so that prayerfully um, they will respond in faith and begin to follow Jesus, and they'll go find somebody yep. who in turn will, will do the same. Right. Yeah, so the found, follow, and find. So once we've been found by Christ, we follow. And you, you, you did a really good job just giving some some insight. This isn't everything, obviously, but sure, some insight to how do you follow? What does that mean? Um, and your first point was, was staying with Jesus immediately made me think of Mary and Martha, yeah, and just sitting at the feet of Jesus and just wanting to be with Him. And Jesus says, "Actually, she's doing the only thing right that matters." Right. And so, um, what does that look like for us today as a believer? Something you can give the listeners to apply to their life, because um, you had also mentioned the word "abide" sure. in, this, in this section. Staying with Jesus. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, staying it with with Jesus ultimately um, in the Greek that word "stay," where you staying, they stayed. It it is the same word that is translated uh, in other sections of Scripture as "abide." Uh, that it really is this picture of 
they are abiding with Jesus that 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 evening as they stayed with him, as they learned from him. Um, what Mary was doing was abiding in Jesus, sitting at his feet. Yep. And we abide in Jesus when we are having a daily quiet time and reading scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are abiding in Jesus when we're obeying that and putting those things into action. We're abiding in Jesus when we're praying because we are staying connected ultimately to the power source as we bring our worries and anxieties and fears and uh, hopes and dreams before Jesus and to lay them down at his feet. And so to stay with Jesus is is ultimately to know him, uh, is to apply his teachings to our lives and to uh, what I would even say is uh, just to live a Christ-centered life, Mm. uh, to look at the world with a biblical worldview uh, to model who Christ is um, to a lost and a dying world, and to, in other, to to be able to do that, you you have to remain in in Him yep. uh, and His Word and in prayer, and so it is those spiritual disciplines um, that we incorporate into our lives, like um, stewardship, like giving, uh, and uh, you know, reading Scripture, prayer. Um, worship, all of those different types of things are ways that we continue to abide in Jesus. Yeah, and that's, I mean, those are the daily spiritual disciplines, right? I mean, that's something. Yeah, absolutely. um, The journey that we are on as believers, um, I feel like sometimes, this may be a little bit of a a squirrel here, but I feel like sometimes a lot of people think you come to Christ and um, everything just kind of falls into place and um, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, you see a Saul to Paul conversion and it's right. very dramatic and quick and, but, um, oftentimes it's, um, it's a process and it's a, it's a daily grind. It's a, um, dying to yourself daily and absolutely you know, he's a lamp into our feet. He's not, um, a, a whole, a whole hallway of light, you know? And right. so what do you do? You take a step each day. Mm. Um, and, and you follow after him as best you can. And I think for a lot of people, um, uh, and this is, this is transitioning us into our, our next point that I want to kind of sit out for a while. I think a lot of people, uh, they come to Christianity and, um, before Christianity, their life's not bad, but, um, you know, they, they realize they're a sinner, they're lost. Um, you know, their, their circumstances aren't terrible, um, you know, that they're a good person, you know, what have you. Uh, but then they come to Christ and it should be better, right? It should it should get easier. Uh, this is kind of some, you know, s- not all Christians, but some, some people have this mindset, right? Sure. Um, especially the Word of Faith movement, right? Right. Um, but it's quite the opposite. Um, and when you come to Christ, chances are your life's going to get harder in a lot of in aspects. In many ways, sure. Um, and so when you talk about Satan evangelizing. Yeah. And this is where I kind of want to stay today. Uh, just because I've had a lot of conversations around this lately for some weird reason. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you had mentioned um, everything in this world right now is influencing you, probably whether you think so or not. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so break down this point of um, Satan evangelizing us. Um and how how so? In what ways? What does that look like? Because I think some people are um, blind to it. 
They don't realize it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think first is the understanding that Satan really exists. Yeah. I think we talked about this a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago, about just this kind of caricature that he gets made out to be, but uh, he is a real being who has a real desire to see as many people as he possibly can reside in hell with him. Yeah. Uh, or to uh, extinguish uh, the fire that is burning in a Christian and, and get it to dim so so lightly that they don't make any difference in the world whatsoever. Mm. When I say that Satan evangelizes, uh, that means that he has a message. He has what he portrays as an angel of light. He masquerades as an angel of light. He has a message that he uh, presents as the good news. And when you think about Satan in the garden um, talking to Eve, he presented his message to her as if this is good news. This is better than the news God has told you. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Look at what that is. You will have the knowledge of good and evil. You will be like God. So. I think we need to understand as followers of Jesus Christ that there is a counter message that there is not a neutrality in life. There's not there is no Sweden in this spiritual war. Um, You are either for Christ or you are against Christ. And within the reality that there is no neutrality there, there is two very distinct messages. There is the good news of Jesus Christ which says that your sin has separated you from a a perfect and a holy God, but the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life, Mm -hmm. Uh, Romans 6, 23. Um, There is that message of good news that although you have rebelled against the king creator, he loves you and died for you so that you could be reconciled back into a right relationship with your creator, with, with God the Father. The opposite message that Satan uses is, no, 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 no. That is actually inferior to you being your own God. And that manifests itself in all kinds of ways, whether that's false religions, whether that is materialism, and whether that is, uh, you know, uh, modern philosophies and um, yep. riches of this world. And so when I say that Satan evangelizes, what I mean is that he is actively speaking a message into each and every one of our lives. The world is geared to bombard us with this message that says you will make a better God. Do what feels good to you. Do what you think is right. Don't worry about the creator and the boundaries that he has set. Um, don't, don't look at, you know, God's word, definitely don't look at the cross Mm. and the savior who died for you. Don't look at the suffering servant because ultimately it's all about you feeling and doing what you want to do and you being the God over your own life. Uh, and that message is being bombarded to our children and to us on a daily basis in the forms of music. I think about the music that I used to listen to. It's it's very ego driven. I've got more than I mean. I used to listen to a lot of rap music. Yeah, Dougie. I got more. I got more than you. I'm tougher than you. I've I've you know 
done crazier things than you and it's just it's very ego driven i've slept with more women than you you just you just look at that you look at the um, the movies and a lot of just whether it's uh, movies with violence uh whether it's uh, you know movies with sex at the center of it and every message that is being bombarded by the world is your feelings drive everything. If somebody gets in the way of you doing what you want to do, you step over them, you get rid of them, you connive and you 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 get revenge on them in any kind of way that you possibly can because it's all about you doing you. I mean, that's yeah. even a phrase that we hear. And so Satan is evangelizing our children. Um, Satan is evangelizing us through various forms of media. Um, through uh, just enticing us with temptations of the flesh. Mm. And he is calling us to um, this false gospel that we think will give us peace and joy and contentment, uh, when in reality it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that says, no, 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 it's not about your feelings, because those will betray you. Your heart is wicked above all things. Right. What you actually need is a new heart and what you're actually going to find or where you're actually going to find your joy and peace and contentment is, is not in you doing you, but in you surrendering your life to the lover of your soul, the creator of all things and following after him, uh, listening to, to his voice for his sheep hear his voice that we are following after after him because he leads us to green pastures and quiet waters yeah. um, where Satan is more the Pied Piper leading us off to, to death and destruction. Right. Our, good shepherd, our good shepherd died for us, and he is leading us to those green pastures and those quiet waters. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier with, uh, and again, I've, I've talked about this a lot recently, and I think it's just maybe the season of life some people are in, but... Um, a lot of Christians, they come and, and man, it, you know, Christianity is hard and you struggle and things happen. And it's like, why is my life tougher? And uh, I think, again, it's realizing like you're in a you're in a war and it's a spiritual war and it's a real thing. Yeah. And um, uh, your life uh, is going to get harder simply because you are now saying I am with Christ and Believe it or not, Christ has an enemy, <laughs> and it's Satan. Right. And he hates God. He hates him. So why wouldn't he hate you? Sure. Why wouldn't he yeah, try none to above kill the master, you? Right? I mean, he even yeah. says that. If right. this is how they treated the Son of Man, what, what do you think they're going to do to you? Yeah. And so it's it's like this. Mm, I guess I'm just trying to, like, encourage somebody with the fact that, like, you're you're going to struggle I mean, you're, you're you're going to right. Um, that doesn't mean you just give up and lose hope. That's right, because we've already won. Right, we've um, already won. It, it just means you struggle well. Right. How do you struggle? Absolutely. You struggle well. Yeah, I tell people fairly often that my worst day as a believer is still a million times better than my best day ever was apart from Christ. So even that toughest, darkest day. Where, man, it just seems like I'm being bombarded with the fiery darts of the enemy. And that is still a million times better than the day that 
I felt like I was on top of the world apart from Christ. Um, you because like, I have, you e- probably had like two hundred dollars or something. I in have bank have eternity. Be honest you with know. the people. Come on now. Um, I, I think I had two fifty that 250. day. Okay. I had two fifty. Um, was going to an Orioles game. Uh, but but there there is i mean he evangelizes us all the time and i know that it kind of seems like oh that ain't that big of a deal you know be careful little eyes of what you see be careful little ears of what you hear that's right Uh, that that's not just for your four-year-old that's for you too because there is a message that is being sent out into this world and the pulpits that the enemy uses oftentimes are um, movies and TV and and music, uh, but also just in daily life, those those things that we're bombarded with in, in our in our work areas, in our neighborhoods, and uh, so we need to be just as uh, active with the true good news as Satan is with uh, the false. Yeah. So you talked about. Uh, I want you to elaborate on this. You talked about. Um, your first point in this was Satan is evangelizing while we are eulogizing. Right. Okay, explain that. I, I guess when you are talking about it, people are leaving the church, the young people. Yeah, this. I well, mean. What did you, I mean. Right, so uh, that's probably a point that I, I'm glad we're coming back to because I think I got hung up on one aspect of it. So when you think about a eulogy, Somebody's coming up and heard a lot and, of those and talking about how good somebody was, right? That um, they are no longer walking on this earth, and so somebody's going to come up and say what a, what a great person they were. It's past tense, and I think oftentimes we have individuals in the church right now that are are stuck on uh, oh how it used to be, right? The glory days of the church, whenever that was, when, whenever that whenever that looked like, and. Instead of evangelizing, instead of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the lost, oftentimes we're in the church kind of eulogizing and talking about, oh, how good the church used to be and how good the things of the church used to be. And we almost talk about the church as if it's dead. We almost talk about uh, Jesus Christ as if he never came out of the tomb. And we have a living hope and we have a gospel about a living Christ. And man, it just breaks my heart that sometimes we have people that will go the extra mile uh, to engage somebody about what is wrong with the church than they will to go and engage a lost person with their eternal Sheesh. their eternal separation don't be, don't be preaching from, now. From, from, from God. Yeah. And, you mean and, people have preferences and, and likes and, and dislikes? And, 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 and I think we get, we'll, we'll be vocal about those yeah. and then quiet around the lost person that needs right. that needs it. And so when, when I say that we're eulogizing, it, it is often, um, it can play into, you know, the, the kids are leaving the church and man, just the church is in this bad spot. And uh, I think there's some reality to, to that, but I think sometimes it's because, we act like we're at a funeral. Yeah. Uh, we, we act like we don't have the, the good news. We act like, man, if it's not, you know, how church was when we got saved, whenever that was, and we're not really having church. And it, it's just like, man, I, I think we get hung up 
on things that are of no real importance eternally. Mm. Uh, and we need to be more vocal with the good news because it's not a eulogy. Christ is alive. We're not eulogizing anything. His bride is still alive. He he is building his church and the gates of hell will never overcome it. You're going to get me preaching. Oh, no, hold on. You're going to get you, me uh, preaching. It makes me think of what's going on at Asbury University right now. Yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot about that. I know they're in Kentucky. I know it's, yeah. uh, I don't really know much about the university. I, I've just seen little snippets, but that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I want to see. Praise the Lord. I it's pray like eight that, days now. Yeah, I pray that, man, it just spreads. I pray that it spreads to us. I pray that, you know, as much as I would love for that to be here and then to watch that spread out, man, as long as it happens, man, I'm I'm so excited about that. I want to I want to see that. I want to see that fanned into flames to where we all see, man, this is what's important. Like this is a watershed moment that I believe if we see what's happening there and it all it really is is people saying, man, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm I'm going to pri- prioritize Jesus over everything else. I'm I'm putting everything else on the back burner. This is what is important. Man, when we do that and we do that collectively, man, there's power. The the national news has stood up and took notice because some college students didn't want to leave a worship service and said, "No, we're just we're just going to keep worshiping Jesus." And now people are coming from states and coming from places. We have a lot around. of, um, you know, what you would consider famous people in the, uh, the evangelical world um, flying to this place just to get a glimpse of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, people are, I saw a post where it said that there's thousands of people wanting to even get in that can't. Yeah. Like, I mean, people are coming right. from everywhere. Yeah, and again, that's not something that you can manufacture. That's not something that you can create. That's just a unique work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a unique of the work of the Holy Spirit because those individuals that gathered, their hearts were set upon God Almighty. Their heart was set upon, I mean, I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not looking to see, oh, man, I got to hurry up and get out of here. I got to go. It is, I am in the presence of God Almighty. Mm. And man, here am I, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna worship because, and I think that's what heaven's gonna be like, right? Yeah. We there's not gonna be any desire to leave, and so man, I'm so excited about. Again, I don't know a whole lot about. I'm, mm. I was off Facebook for for a little while, and yeah. Um, well, started I don't as watch a chapel the news. Yeah, it started as a chapel service, and from what I understand, it came to the conclusion, but the people didn't want to leave, and so it just kept going. And there was and only a handful of them that had just kept it going, and then yeah. it just, people started 24 hours. I mean, it's known that you just, yeah. I mean, people are just, just worshiping God. Pr- praise the Lord. I mean, yeah. our country needs But it just that. goes to show that, you know, God's church yeah. Is not dead. Yeah. Obviously, but the gates of hell will never prevail. That's right. And so, so I, I quick illustration. <clears throat> Last night, about eight o'clock, it just started storming. I mean, it was coming down last night. Maybe it was close to eight thirty. I I don't know. Um man, it was pouring down sideways rain. Wind is wind is coming. Uh I called my honey. And told my told my baby, hey, w- would you? She parks in the garage. Hey, would you leave the garage up so I could come in and not get soaked? Cause it was pouring. And my baby loves me and did that for me. And so we get in. I get in and start 
getting kids ready for bed, and I noticed the the water got cold quick. Uh, and I said, "What in the world?" Typically, you know, man, our water, hot water, stays going for a little bit. So I thought, "Oh man, maybe our hot water heat has gone out." No. And so I go into the garage and I look, and there's a little light on my hot water tank that is flashing. And I see the little code thing that mm. says, if it's flashing green every second, it means that you have a weak pilot light. It's not out, but it's weak. Maybe there's something wrong. I started research. You know how you do oh, yeah. You get on, and oh, I'm going to fix this thing. You diagnose it's it. It's a thermocoupler, and you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, all these different yeah. things. And so um, we bring the kids together because I'm like, man, I— I don't mess with that, especially anything that has to do with gas. I ain't messing with nothing. Right. Yeah. So I'm fixing to call somebody. Okay. Right. And so I'm like, I don't want to spend money on this. So anyways, we start to pray. We pray. And about an hour later, I go and I check. And it's blinking green every four seconds, which means everything. The burners are Everything is going. Everything is good. Yeah. Where I'm going with this is I, I, I think there are times where we feel like, oh, the light, the fire, either in us or in the church as a whole, has completely gone out. Mm. And I, it will never go out. And I think what revival looks like is when that, that pilot light that has become weak because God's people are hiding it under a bushel, that storm, what had happened was that storm, the, the wind and the rain, had kind of come into the garage a little bit in a way that it opened the doors that they're not latched. It opened the door that the, the hot water tank is in. And that wind was blowing so hard that it almost blew out the, the pilot light. But it didn't. And it grew and it grew. And over time, it reignited itself to where, man, that, that water was hot. And, yeah. and ultimately, in our lives, that's what personal revival looks like. That pilot light that will never go out, mm. that Jesus has lit in our heart has become weak because we've allowed the various storms of our life to blow into our life or just the, the things of the world to come in and to start extinguishing our fire. And when we really, truly put our focus back on God, we confess our sin and we have him cleanse our heart and we really have a heart that is set on him. And that fire reignites and then you start to see these these things happening. And, and, and just thinking about that revival in yeah. Kentucky yeah. and what transpired last night is just a picture to me of the church and, and individual followers of Jesus Christ, who's maybe that, that, that light that once burned so bright and so hot is kind of dimmed mm. uh, because of the various winds of life blowing against it. Man, th that revival is having that reignited and seeing that reignited in other people and other people and other people. Man, yeah. I long to see that. And so I pray that what, what started in Kentucky is going to just spread throughout this, this country. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's it's just cool to see. I mean, I I don't remember the last great revival. Um, obviously, I think it was way before my time. Yeah, um, I probably would have been... Um, I mean, the Second Great Awakening, well, there was the Azusa Street Revival, uh, kind of a, a very charismatic kind of push, um, which would have been, I want to say that was maybe in the 50s. Uh, it's a little bit before my time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't had a great revival right. in, That's what in, I'm saying. in quite some so time. So it's really interesting to the see. The Jesus Movement maybe was the closest thing yeah? uh, okay. to to a true revival, um, and that would have been in the 70s. Yeah. 
but this could be the this could be the the starting point of it. Yeah, I, I would love for all of us just to man, just confession and prayer and and just to lay ourselves down at the feet of Jesus, come what may, and and let's just see what happens. Dude, yeah, yeah, fantastic. No, I think that's a really good analogy. I mean, I um makes me think of you know I think a couple of weeks ago I'd said something in the sermon that stuck out to me and one of the books I was reading and basically if you, you uh, cool the flame oh yes yeah for, for God in your life you'll go find heat somewhere else mm. and it's time to come back basically just saying like you have to fan the flame you have to continue to burn that flame yeah um, or it will cool it doesn't go out right. but it will cool and you will go somewhere else to find heat yeah um, so yeah that's a really good I mean it's a <laughs> I thought you was about to say, you know, you, your prayer fixed it. But, uh, well, I will say this about that. You just left the garage door open and you. Uh, that, yeah, the garage door, I think came. that because my baby was trying to you know, keep me out the rain. Yeah, she's just doing uh, what she's supposed to. And so to. once we got all that kind of, it just took it a second and it got, sure. it got back, it got back going but what what's cool about that is my kids got to see absolutely that answered prayer yeah, absolutely and so i i thought that was just a a blessing from god that my my children got to see hey we stopped we prayed and yeah. we got hot water again yeah you know i mean i know they don't have to kind know the of details soup no. you know kind of superficial kind of thing yeah. but for them i think uh i think of uh the hells have you ever heard about the snow story of the hells I don't know. So Brad and Mindy share the story, and it was years ago. Um, the kids shout out Brad uh, and Mindy. Were, were praying that they wanted snow, but it was like there was no snow in the forecast. It was like was like, it winter? Uh, I think maybe it, uh, Brad and Mindy. will have to correct me on this. I I, it, I think it was winter, but I don't think there was any chance of snow in the forecast mm. whatsoever. And they were just saying how much they wanted snow. And so, well, why don't you pray about it? And they prayed about it, and there was snow the next day. Now, again, I think those are kind of superficial things in a way, but I do think God at times strengthens our lives with things like that. And mm. um, I just always, that always stuck out to me. Oh, of, yeah. Um, you know, you may not always get those instant results, and oftentimes you don't like that. Yeah. Uh, but when God kind of gives you just that, that touch that I, I am listening to it's just almost powerful. immediate response it yeah. is it is powerful it grows that's why faith. it tells us don't don't worry about anything but pray about everything yeah so your last point i really want to talk about that i think um the church does a really mm, i wouldn't say bad or poor but just lackluster job at is yeah. ostracizing oh absolutely um i think we do a bad job about it <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can yeah. say that. I mean, yeah. I, I do think I do so, too. But, but also I, do I, I don't know times. of whatever it else is. You know, sure. Asbury is a great example, right? right? So uh, Satan is evangelizing while we are ostracizing. Um, I've seen this a lot. Yeah. And I think, honestly, it's, there's, I'm just going to say it, and I think a lot of it has been because I'm in the Baptist world. Yeah. Uh, it just it is what it is. And I've seen a lot of people who uh, are in the Southern Baptist realm of, of things and uh, will tell people to leave the church because of what they're wearing, mm. uh, because of what they look like, right? Uh, because they don't fit in, 
Um, and there's a lot more harm done than any oh, good absolutely. whatsoever. Yeah, and I think that goes a lot across a lot of denominational lines. Sure, but I mean, I'm just I, I do think grew up that, Baptist, so. I do think that a lot of what that stems from is, is that there's a false perception that um, the ultimate goal of Christ is morality. Mm. I'm going to make you this, this moral being, which there is a morality that, that comes um, from walking in the spirit. I mean, there, your life should look different. You should align yourselves with the things that God says are, we are to pursue yeah. in, the, in, in the form of holiness. However, it's not this moral morality that, that ultimately Christ, it, it was for our soul. It was to redeem us and to transform us. And I do think that, you know, there, there are those individuals that maybe we elevate their sin to a higher level or, man, we just struggle with maybe personalities or views or takes on things that certain groups of individuals would uh, would advocate for. And instead of engaging in that because it's so messy, it's easier for us just to put them on the shelf, to put them Not outside of the right. parameter and say, now when you kind of get some things cleaned up, then we'll we'll talk. But where you're at right now, I, I can't. I can't really engage you with the gospel. Uh, and I think some of that is not ill will per se. It's I don't know how to relate to you, which I think is just, a, a again, a lie from the enemy. Yeah. Because we're all sinners. Right. And we all need Jesus. And we relate to everybody at the foot of the cross. I mean, the dividing wall of Jew and Gentile was broken by Jesus. There is common uh, ground. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I, I, the church has done, I think, a a bad job, and again, I'm I'm po- I'm painting with a very broad stroke, mm. um, and we all can look at our lives and say there are times that we have probably done this, where we've put somebody kind of in our mind outside of the saving grace of God, like where they are now. There's no way God can save them. They got to get some things fixed out, fixed up in their life first, and then and then Jesus can save them. Sure, and we fail to communicate the power of the gospel when we do that to say. Hey, look, there are radical differences between me and you on this certain topic or in this certain area of life. Uh, but Christ died for you just the way that he died for, for me. And so I always come back. First uh, Corinthians eleven twenty seven to 29. I've, I've spoke about this in the message where it says, whoever therefore eats the bread, or excuse me, I'm way off on that. First Corinthians six, nine, nine through 11. 11. I was about to uh, say. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So these are individuals that are living a life in complete rejection of Jesus. Yeah. But in verse 11, it says, and such were some of you. Like, you used to be in the category of verses 9 through 10, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And I always come back to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, and I want to remind myself and I want to remind all followers of Jesus that those that comprise verses 9 and 10 are not our dartboard. Mm-hmm. 
They're our mission field. That's it. These aren't the people that we ostracize and throw darts at and say, beat our chest and say, well, at least I'm not like one of these sinners. Mm. No, we go to them with the gospel and we plead with them on behalf of God Almighty as his ambassador, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we plead on behalf of God, be reconciled back to God. Place your faith and trust back in Jesus, the one who found me in darkness. Might be different darkness than you're in. But yep. he found me in darkness, and I'm following him, and my life's mission is now to go find others that are stuck in darkness who don't even know the glory and the goodness of the light and plead with them mm. to come out of that darkness and, and into the light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I think even an example you had talked about was um, Jonah. Was it Jonah, Jonah? and the Ninevites? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's called to go to the right. Ninevites, and the brother's like, I ain't going there. And uh-uh. I think that's some also some insecurities, too, of maybe that he had. Sure. Um, but just then, it's just complete rebellion in yeah. some degrees as well. But but I think that's a great example because um, the, the Ninevites? That's right. They, they, yeah. they, they're so lost. They ain't going right. to come to Christ. They're, yeah, they're you enemies know. of they're yeah. enemies of God and our people, and I'm not going there. Right. And av- even after he did, and he saw a revival, if you will, he saw a great oh, yeah. movement of God. That brother was mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sat on a hill pouting. He, he said, I'm a pout. Yeah. No, I just think that's a great it's a great um reminder because um often the places we don't want to go are the places we need to go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the places we're called to go. And so um, the ostracizing that um, I think my mind went to was a little bit different than what you had preached on. But it's you know, I feel like it is, uh, applies no matter what. Because a lot of the ostracizing that I think some people listening to this could relate to, uh, to me, I, I just think it's funny uh, looking back on it. I don't think it was funny then. Uh, yeah. I just think it's f- I don't know. I guess I just laugh about it now. But, uh, you know, I remember people being told to leave the church because you don't have a suit on. Or yeah. leave the church because you have shorts on. Uh, you know, this is this is God's house. This is right. the holy ground. This right. is. And, and, and I feel like I kind of understand where they're coming from. I mean, you want to put your best on, quote unquote, sure. for the Lord. Um, but, I mean, I'm just like today I was listening to um, an audio Bible of Luke 4 through 6. And Jesus goes in Luke 5, and he goes to, um, uh, I believe it was Levi, the tax collector. Was it Levi? Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Who becomes Matthew? Is, it, is, is that what I'm thinking of? No, no he goes know, to his brother. house. He invites him think. into his house. Yeah, and he goes, and there's several, Matthew, there's several tax collectors that he eats with. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Luke Matthew. 5. Okay. You checking me? Yeah, Jesus calls Levi. Yeah. Yeah, Levi, who would be Who would be Matthew. Be Matthew. Right. But it just yeah. made me think of like. Yeah, me questioning stuff. Huh? You had me yeah. questioning. <laughs> I was like, well, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, I just. Um, but I was listening to that today in the car. Um, shout out Annie F. Downs. I don't know, I don't if you know to them. Any half downs? Them. It's a lady. No, he dogged my PF Chang, so <laughs> I ain't going along with <laughs> no, it. No, she she has this podcast. Thank Maybe you, this Andy. is just an encouragement to anybody. If you, if you don't have time to read the Bible, or you feel like you don't have re- time to read the Bible, but you got twenty minutes in the car. Yeah, 
Uh, look up her podcast. It's called Let's Read the Gospels. With and she Annie? Just, Annie F. Downs. Annie, are you okay? Yeah. And she just reads three chapters a day and then prays, and that's it. But it's it's just, I mean, getting the word washed you know, over on, you. Come on, man. Um, but anyway, Luke 5, just talking about the tax collectors. Yeah. Um, again, it just makes me think of Jesus went to those who would be um, the oh, least hated. of those. Oh, hated. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God doesn't love those people. Yeah. God can't love those people. Yeah. I remember being out at... Uh, uh, the abortion mill uh, one Saturday yep. and telling those that were working, escorting the, the women in, but, you know, cussing at us mm. and, you know, telling us to leave, just telling them, you know, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. And I, I remember a guy on my right said, I don't think he does love them. Mm. And really? it started to give me uh, a, a, a doctrinal discourse on why um, he doesn't think God loves them. And, and it's just like, dude, I believe, again, you look at it different. I believe Jesus died for, for that lady just as much as he died for me. And the yeah. only difference is... That's more of a Reformed theology, I'm going to imagine. I, 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 you know, <laughs> get, get into that a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, my, my, my understanding is that God does love her. Sure. She's just rejecting his love. Yeah. And so, man, I do. I just think that we... And I think we here at Community do a great job of mm-hmm. it. I really do. I, yeah. I think uh, we are very welcoming. Um, could we do a better job of going out to those uh, individuals that are apart from God and from the church? Sure, I think everybody could. I think we all could look at our lives and say, hey, I could do a better job of engaging in mm-hmm. a environment that I typically uh, with a group of individuals that maybe I typically don't engage in uh, and share the good news of Jesus with. Because that's the only thing that's going to transform. That's the only thing that's going to change and set free mm-hmm. is the gospel. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's all I had for today. Uh, again, I mean, I just um, really felt like the message was 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 fantastic. And again, I've, I, I hear continually from so many people uh, that uh, they're blessed by it. So uh, I will say that um, if you do have uh, just a moment, uh, if you don't mind, take a second. Um, take a second. Would you would you rate us uh, five stars and Come on. share our, our our podcast with with people you think could uh, maybe be encouraged by or uh, right. maybe gain some better understanding? Yeah. On. The more you rate, the more you comment, the more you share. Um, it helps us kind of get the word out uh, to where yeah. uh, this gets in front of more individuals. And so uh, we would appreciate it if you took an opportunity just to just to do that right now or uh, in the next convenient moment that you have. Yeah. And to remind you, um, our stories series will be coming out. It's coming out. I missed out, though. I've missed out you on have. the last three. I can't wait to jump in on the on the next. Been fantastic. I know. Been I can't fantastic. wait to hear them. Uh, we have uh, so we've we've recorded four. That's right. Um, so far, and we have two more in the month of February. And then uh, the goal, uh, depending on if everything works out, the goal is to start releasing these the first week of March. Dropping them. Stories. So, Dropping them. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but keep keep an eye out. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to want to hear these. Absolutely. Um, just fantastic time getting to sit down with people just to learn about who they are, their story, Amen. what God's done in their life, how he's using them. So I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped. I heard the first one. I yep. missed the last three. Just got yep. the scheduling conflicts, right. but 
I can't wait to hear. It's going to be good. So anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us as always. And um, uh, we can't wait to catch you next week with a recap of the marriage retreat, which is tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic, fantastic time. Yes. Yeah. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Uh, we love you guys. God bless. And we'll catch you next week. See ya.